Good afternoon, and welcome to Barely Adequate with Colin and Jay. I'm Jay. That's Colin over there. That's me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here to talk about absolutely fucking nothing. How you doing? Yeah. Man? I got to tell you, uh, I know, uh, yeah, with our weekly show, um, three weeks in, this is our second show. Um, and... <laughs> Yeah, uh, there hasn't been a ton that's happened since we last did the show, but uh, we're here somehow. Yeah, I, su- I I survived a heat wave. And, oh yeah, uh, which is really crazy for your area. Well, for this long, yeah, heat waves are supposed to be like three days, not three weeks plus. So now, when you say fun. heat wave, uh, what kind of temperatures are you talking about? You'll have to trans uh, translate okay. over to Fahrenheit since I'm you know American. <laughs> okay, I know 20 degrees Celsius for us is about 80 for you guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we were hitting 45 Celsius at the peak of it. So that's oh got, I don't know, 110? Over 100 anyway. Uh, well, let's find out. It turns out we had this Google shit, right? Oh, right, Google. Uh, 100, 113 Fahrenheit. Holy shit. 113, that is fucking yeah. hot. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and it, it all due to humidity, right? So if it was dry heat, you know, you can do something with that, but just pure right, humidity. Right. So, um, and, and that was the kind around, of weather I left in Ontario when I lived in Ontario. That's common to have long stretch, humid, entire summer humid, but uh, it's not supposed to happen out here on the East Coast in Nova Scotia. So, oof. so what'd be the average temperature around that time of year? Well, it yeah, I mean, you, practically you sweater like a, weather in the air. evenings. Uh, what's that? I said I I, I got a, uh, a translator here, so you can give it to me in Celsius. Oh, there you go. Yeah, probably twenty-two. I would say would 20. be normally the peak. Wow. Okay, for us American friends, that means his average is normally around seventy-one that time of year, and it was hitting one hundred and sixteen. That's yeah. ridiculous. So, yeah, so I mean, like right at the peak, like mid mid August, maybe thirty or something like that. So, but um, but again, not so much with the humidity. So, it's really only bad if you're working outside kind of situation where you wake up in your living space and you're already sweating. So you know, uh, yeah. See, but it was bad. Like my apartment heated up. So I mean, I don't have an air conditioning unit because why would I waste the money for three days of humidity on average, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah, that's crazy. Here in the, in the Detroit area, like in mid-August, the average is 84. But when you say the average is 84, it's not real. So for you, like 28.8 or 29. Right, um, right. When you say that, it, when I think of a hot day in August, it's not 84. It's it'd be closer to 90, uh, which would be like 32, 32 and a half for you. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so, cause you know, which is crazy. I'll be watching the weather report. They're like the high, the average day is 84. I'm like, I don't remember 84 all that often in August. I remember 88, 90, uh, yeah. but, uh, this, um, winter, excuse me, summer, we had lots of 90 degree days during the summer up until this last week or so. And this last week or so, it's like, God decided to grace us with goddamn awesome weather. If you like cooler, it's been like 20 for you, about 26.6 for the yeah. high. And it, it, and it takes like three or four o'clock to get that. So most days, most of the, part of the days is in the mid seventies for us, which is like a full 10 degrees uh, cooler than it normally is. And I love it. Yeah. See, now the worst it's gotten is maybe 27, 28 um, for like maybe a couple hours. But 
I'm all hypersensitive to it now. I'm like, oh God, it's coming back. Here it comes. Here we go. I'm not going to sleep again. I'm like, oh wait, no, it's five o'clock. It's fine. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't right. even conceive having not having air conditioning of any sort in the house. Uh, being a poor person, I don't have central air. I just have a couple of the window uh, air conditioners. Uh, but, and that's all you need. Michigan isn't super hot compared to a lot of the countries since clearly we're one of the northern states. Uh, but still, yeah. you can, in the middle of summer, it gets hot enough that you could be super uncomfortable to try to uh, sleep without it. If the humidity creeps in, there's not too much you can do about it, you know. So, I mean, I, I was able to stay ahead for a few days by keeping – I'm just in an apartment. Um, and uh, so I, I just have – I got two floor fans that I, I create a cross breeze with my two windows on perpendicular sides of my unit, right? So I can do that. But if there's no wind and – the apartment heats up because it's been hot for too many days. Like that's it. There's, there's nothing I can do, you know? So. Right. Right. Yeah. He so said my house is fairly small and it's uh, well insulated. That's one of the few things I've spent money on for it. Um, so it, oh, yeah. it, it, it doesn't get too bad cause I can always kick on the, uh, we have uh, three window air conditioners. We never have all three of them on. I normally run the uh, living room one all the time and the bedroom ones just when we go to bed. So it, Right. It's not too terribly bad on the electrical bill. Although my electrical bill this month was fucking a lot. Well, a lot for us. It was two hundred bucks, and like, oh, I think wow. that's the highest. That's the highest electrical bill I've ever had without uh, without uh, growing pot. Um, <laughs> like the and the, well, the month before that it was like a hundred and thirty or one hundred and fifty or something like that. Oh yeah, uh, so an I, extra seventy that'll hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. Last month was a hot month, so yeah. yeah. That that we have a freezer. That oh, hold on, I got a little dog trying to get in my lap. Okay, there, are you happy? Yep. <laughs> yeah they got the everybody dog, hold dog. on the dog needs yeah. to get comfortable <laughs> yeah well they got they got traumatized today we uh had someone oh, come no. over and uh, clip their fingernails or excuse me toenails i guess being dogs and they're not yeah. a big fan of that experience <laughs> so I they can do real, it yeah, yeah they, that was a, that was a uh, two hours ago and they've been really super fucking clingy ever since <laughs> it's like why did you let them in i told yeah, you, you it was a you bad idea us. That's right. I've been I mean, you know, and mutilated. They're, they're 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 really good about it. It's a, it, we have a mobile uh, place come by, and so they'll, they'll pull up. She'll look them up to the door. I'll hand her one of my dogs. She'll take it back to her van, and you know, cut its uh, toenails. Come back. I'll hand her the other dog. So they're really good. I mean, they they let yeah. her carry it over to the thing, but yeah, uh, they're not happy about it by any means. It's all ears down and looking scared, sort of shit yeah. going on. And we've been doing. You think they would do better because then. You think they do better because then they're not going to a foreign different place that almost it's almost like a vet visit to go right. get this done. At least they're on their own their home turf. Be a bit right, right, exactly. Hopefully. Yeah, they don't they yeah. don't go very far and all this good stuff. So yeah, it's it's not too bad of them, and, it, and obviously it takes her almost no time to do them. Uh, we that's yeah. one of those things we sh- we should do ourselves, and we did for a while. But neither my wife nor I are super comfortable doing it. We're always afraid we're going to fuck up and hurt the dog. So and it's easier just to pass responsibility to somebody else. Yeah, if if you're not comfortable doing it, then that breeds a chance for more mistake to happen. And yeah, then exactly. the last thing you want is to actually hurt your dog and where the dog's like, Okay, what'd you do that for? You know. <laughs> so Yeah, exactly. And you know, and of course your dog will forgive you because they're your dog, but still you feel horrible oh, for yeah. fucking weeks and all that good shit. But as so, the owner, yeah, yeah you, you don't want to be the one doing that. Yeah, you need, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, you know, and good for this lady. She's, I don't know, she she looks like she's a little, a little on the young side, probably late 20s, and she's got this van, um, you know, one of the big, tall uh, sprinter vans, I think they're called. 
Um, you know, and she does everything out of the back of her van. It's got like advertising on the sides oh, nice. and all this good stuff. I'm like, oh, good for you. You know, small independent business. I'm more than happy to there give her go. some uh, money. It's like um, the traveling blacksmiths of the old days. Well, actually, yeah. not so old days. They, they still do that now if you yeah, have yeah. horses, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah no, that's like, exactly ne- it. That's good, though. Yeah. yeah. Never, owned, never owned a horse. I had a friend that owned one, uh, which was kind of surprising because they weren't super rich people. But I, get the, I guess the it was something the mom really wanted for the son. So, you know, they had a horse. Uh, okay. You know, they, they kept they didn't keep it at their house because we live in the burbs. But at like, you know, some sort of like horse hotel or whatever you want to call it a stable yeah that's what they're called stable there you go yeah. horse hotel i mean know. horse hotels if, if you're you know like kardashians and you got too much money and you know you say you own a horse but you never met it you know right <laughs> right yeah exactly <laughs> and i went out there once or twice it was kind of it was kind of cool uh horses are neat i mean i'm not particularly interested in riding one because uh fuck they're big you know i, I yeah. didn't want i never want, kind of wanted to trust myself to an animal that large yeah, uh, my aunt's always had horses since like her twenties. So she, to this day, she still has horses. So I've I've ridden a few times. Never had a bad experience or anything, but I never fully got into it either. Where I'm like, this is the most amazing thing. I I need to be a horse rider now. But it was cool. Right, but right. I I definitely like I'll babysit the horses when she's out of town. Make sure they're fed and kick them outside, put them back in the barn, all that kind of thing. So I get along well with her horses anyway. And right. uh, so they're, they have definitely have distinct personalities like a dog would, I would say. Um, so just kind of almost like any pet, really. But um, but yeah, I, I think horses are great. Not never where I wanted to have my own or anything like that. But uh, no, they're, they're pretty cool. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like pets. Don't get me wrong. I've got two dogs and a cat. Uh, but for me, that's pretty much the extent of it. I've never really been into any of the other type of pet animals. Like I've never had any interest in having a snake or a tarantula or rabbits or gerbils or oh, guinea okay, pigs. Like a whole or... elaborate terrarium kind of thing going. Never right, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fish. I mean, it's an interesting concept and I wouldn't mind having an aquarium in my house, but I would also have no interest in paying for or maintaining one. So just, yeah. Just, I, I just like it for the art value, I guess. Uh, so yeah, it wouldn't be, yeah, if I was rich. I'd probably have a cool aquarium that someone else took care of, but, uh, well, and, and that's just it, it. Right. It, yeah. Then it just becomes another bill at the end of the month. So I'm like, well, you know, maybe I don't need fish that badly then. If right. <laughs> I just, right. Well, I just need them as, as window dressing in, in, in my home, you know? So. Right. It's hence the being rich part before I'd even consider it. <laughs> Cause exactly. you know, uh, yeah. Uh, and everything else. No, not really. I mean, people have stuff like ferrets or gerbils or you know, guinea pigs right. or any of that kind of stuff. I'm like, ah, no, I mean, I, I see people playing with their ferrets. So that one I can understand more than most of the other ones. But really, what the fuck do you do with a guinea pig? It just sits there in a cage. Yeah. You know? You don't, yeah, you ones don't that are basically pig, unresponsive. Yeah, yeah. That you're just making sure aren't dead every time you come home. It's like right, not, right. There's not a lot of reciprocation happening. You know, right. I, 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 th- I think rabbits can be a little more social, but still kind of the same thing. How often do you take out your rabbit and play with it? Uh, yeah, yeah. And 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 then when you when you go away from the the furry animals, I have even less interest, like snakes or lizards or shit like that. I, you know, once again, that's that's just basically art. That's something that sits in a cage and you're <laughs> supposed to look cool. You don't really interact with them or shit like that for the most part. Never wanted to have a giant snake and then be found half eaten by your neighbors or anything like that. No, no. I've interacted no, with no. Gi- with a giant snake <laughs> once or twice, and that was when I worked for the Michigan Humane Society, and that was the 
extent of me wanting to interact with a giant oh, wow. snake. Yeah, at one point, yeah. a 13 foot to Burmese python that I found oh. on someone's yard. Um, I was the, their rescue driver, so they would send me out to uh, you know, pick up uh, animals that were, were not where they were supposed to be. I didn't do strays, Oakland County Animal Control handled that, but if you called us for anything that wasn't a stray, like an injured animal or wildlife that was not where it was supposed to be, I would go out and catch it. It was an interesting job, yeah. uh, but uh, you know, it didn't pay me nearly enough for kind of risking my life on a semi-regular basis. But yeah, I no, kinda, not I kinda, if you're basically getting yeah, getting to meet an anaconda. And, uh, yeah, and I didn't want none. Um, yeah, it, it was hard. It was hard to catch. Uh, I, I had to go out there, and it was actually on the lawn of a small business, like a shop. Uh, right. I pull up, and I'm like, "Hey, I'm here to catch a snake." They're like, "Oh, good." There's like five or ten people standing outside in the parking lot. I'm like, "Okay, where is it?" And they're like, "It was on the front yard." I'm like, "Oh, over there by that pipe." They're like, "Yeah, about that." <laughs> I'm like, "No, it, it, that's the snake." I'm like, "Oh, fuck." It was big, yeah. you know. I I have no clue yeah. how much it weighed, but it it was pretty heavy. Uh, and uh, the biggest issue is that no one wanted to get near it. And to be honest with you, catching a snake that big is kind of a two person job. Uh, so yeah, I well, I that's a, the thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say you'd have plenty of witnesses, but nobody to help. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> Someone gonna come over and get this thing off me if I fuck up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so nope, we'll uh, take pictures and throw it on YouTube though. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, uh, uh, no YouTube back then, but, uh, Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is quite a while ago. This was back in the nineties. Uh, Oh, the good old nineties. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So what I ended up doing, and I've told this story, another podcast before is, uh, taking a big cage, uh, plastic sided. So there wasn't, there wasn't, you know, it wasn't a metal one. So it didn't have like the gaps and the different pieces, slots of metal. It was plastic, but it was big. Right. Uh, it's designed for a large animal and I just set it, uh, on its side with the entrance to the top. So it's hanging open. Uh, and then I took something called a control stick, which is basically a big stick with a wire that runs through with so it has a loop on one end and, uh, the wire coming out the other end. If you pull on the wire, the loop gets shorter and shorter. You've seen it. I'm sure you've seen it before for people controlling dogs. Um, yeah. Yep. So the hardest part was getting someone to help me. I was like, look, I need someone's hand, a hand here from one of you guys. Otherwise the snake stands and you guys don't want that. So, uh, what I ended up doing was I put the, uh, control stick around the snake's head and tightened up until I had control of his head. And then I took his head and I stuck it in the cage. And then I had somebody else pick up the lengths of snake and just stick it in the cage after the, uh, hold on a second. I gotta let this dog down. Go on dog. And stick in the cage after the head, which was very right. difficult because nobody wanted to touch it. I'm like, well, the other option is someone else holds on to this thing while I pick it up and put it in the cage, which is what ended yeah. up, which is what ended up happening. I'm like, okay, don't let go of that fucker. <laughs> I'm trusting you here, all right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and then none of them would help me carry we're a the team cage now. back or anything. Yeah, we're a team. <laughs> For this moment in glory, you're officially a uh, employee of the Michigan Maine Society, yeah. right? One so, fails, we all fail. Come on now. Yeah. So that that was a fun one. We got that home. Um, that's not, I'm, not, I'm sorry, not home. Back to the uh, shelter. We had that for quite a while because it was a little on the hard side to place it. Some animals we didn't keep very long. Uh, they didn't want to keep anything long term, obviously. But sometimes it just took a, a long time to find the right spot for an animal to land. Like when we had a lion, that we had that lion fucking forever. And I say a fucking lion. forever because yeah, oh, yeah, we had an African lion. Um, we, it was confiscated from a drug dealer in Detroit. Uh, I have no clue. Oh, how they the, okay. Yeah. I immediately well, I no... went to like, uh, the baseball team's mascot got loose, <laughs> but I should have instantly thought 
drug dealer. That, of yeah, course, yeah. drug dealers. They, they were doing right. a rap video, or thought no, they no. were. And, uh, well, yeah. he, he, he used it to uh, to guard his stash. He had like two oh, rooms course, yeah. that, in, his, in his house that the lion lived in. One room with the lion, lion. And, the, uh, and, and his, and his mm. drugs, and then another room where he fed the lion. So whenever he wanted to get something you know some of his drugs he'd open up a door between the rooms like a you know pull string door that slides open and the lion would go over to the other room to eat or then he would go into the original room you know after closing the door obviously and getting his drugs um yeah that lion was a pain in the ass it was it it was a nasty i mean i felt bad for it but it was really unfriendly and (laughs) unhappy cat oh yeah well Um, he's not getting fed now and there's no drugs for him to look at so his life just went to shit he yeah, had the easiest we, life. <laughs> right. And we had a, a hell of a time trying to find some place for this cat because you couldn't give it to a zoo because it had been frontly clawed. Um, so, oh, and right. So, it, yeah. right. And zoos don't take altered animals. That's kind of their thing. Uh, so yeah. we had we had it for about, well, I want to say at least six months before we finally, before we finally found a sanctuary to take it. Um, other animals weren't quite as bad. We had, like, for example, a mountain lion. So, or, or a cougar, depending on your area of the country, weighed about 70 mm. pounds, f- female cougar. We had that for about two months, maybe three months. And the only reason it took that long is because a rich person dis- decided that they would adopt it. And it took them three or four months to build the cage on the side of their mansion that they were going to put them in. <laughs> and, you know, oh, it, it, it working like, yeah, it was cool. It was a really nice uh, shell. It was indoor, outdoor. It went like 15 feet up in the air on the outside with different catch you know, things on it. And this was a awesome cat. Uh, it had been raised since like it was a kitten by a, uh, humans. So it was super friendly. Oh, okay. Rub up, rub up against the cage. I want you to rub, scratch it behind its ears, all good stuff. Uh, named Tiffany, uh, yeah, so it was, it was really right, cool. At least it wasn't like was plucked spot. out of nature or something. So that's oh, yeah. No, no, no. I have uh, you would assume that the lion was the same, but no, that thing was an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> it just well. it was it was a real difficult animal to deal with. <laughs> yeah. uh, also, uh, also clearly the largest uh cat that we'd ever had in there. Right. Uh, we had we had lions, uh, and we had bears, we never had a tiger. No, no, so but we had a bear before, a black bear, uh, like a six month old one. Uh, I have no oh, clue where the fuck that one came from. So that was another one that got seized and, and then brought. Well, there were several uh, shelters in Michigan for the Michigan Maine Society, but only one of them had like a dedicated wildlife uh, area. So uh, the other ones would take stuff like raccoons or ducks or things like that and handle them. But anything more exotic than that went to the uh, a shelter that I worked at because they had like a specific oh, wildlife section when they built it. It was a fun job. Oh. I called myself I called myself Rescue Man. We had a we had a van with a light on it, and I'd go, you know, I'd be sitting there doing oh, whatever go. I was doing in the shelter, and they're like, uh, "Rescue driver to the God, what was it? What was it? Rescue driver or something? Oh, rescue driver to dispatch." I go running down to the office area. <laughs> they're like, "You needed rescue man." <laughs> and and uh, oh, wow. yeah, yeah, and I literally I think made six bucks an hour. Oh, jeez. Well, again, remember it was like I mean, in the uh, early '90s, so yeah, that's yeah. that's not as horrible as it sounds, but it still wasn't great. I mean, you know, and I went but, like up you know the, the ratio to risk of life and limb, you know, right? Well, in some ways, yeah, I stayed at it for about a year and a half, almost two years, because I felt like I was doing something. You know, lots of the jobs that I've worked, that's true. I felt like I was just you know showing up and spinning my wheels because what the job didn't really mean nothing. It doesn't really mean right. anything if you don't get to buy your fucking candy bar and five dollars of gas for me at the gas station it's not in the grand in the grand meeting of life i'm not improving the world by selling you that gas that gas and that candy bar but at the humane yeah, society i felt like i was doing something you know 
Yeah. At the very least for the animals, if, if nothing else. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. they, you know, and I helped out around the shelter doing adoptions. I hated doing adoptions, to be honest with you, because I was like, oh, yeah, they can have a, yeah, yeah, take, take two or three pets. And they're like, no, dude, you need to, you know, interview them and make sure they're appropriate for a pet. I'm like, they want a pet. We have a pet. They're like, that's, that's yeah. appropriate. Yeah, you know, there's nothing I hated more than turning someone away. And you had to occasionally because they were just in situations where they shouldn't be getting a pet. Like they're in an yep. apartment. Like, oh, your apartment allows 80 pound dogs? Oh, uh, well, technically, no. I'm like, oh, no, then what are you yeah. doing here? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, even with my, with my place here, small dogs and cats are allowed until there's a complaint uh right right so because like in in our leases and stuff it doesn't say that they're allowed but it doesn't say that they aren't so it's kind of like if if you have a chill pet then everything's fine you know so it's not like you can't have uh parrots and all that kind of stuff either because they're noisy as fuck so once there's a complaint they gotta go right so but there's plenty of people that have that have cats and all that kind of stuff but it's not like there's thin walls or anything either. So, I mean, I don't hear, I don't even really hear a lot of other parties that might be happening above me unless I turn off everything in my apartment that I happen to be watching, listening to or whatever. Right. So I would have to try and listen in on, on like a party or something going on. So if you have a quiet chill pet, then, then you're okay. Cause there's people with small dogs and all that kind of thing too, but I've yet to hear incessant yappy, you know, yappy barking or anything like that. So right it's fine but it's kind of like the unwritten rule like it's okay until there's a complaint and then you know of course course. the pet's gotta go right so right yeah Yeah. i wouldn't have many issues in that kind of situation i'm normally have some sort of uh, background sound going on regardless uh either i'm actively watching something or if i'm not actively watching something that means i'm reading something which means i probably have the tv on in the background somehow or another or music or whatever and then i'm one of those uh, fan sleepers you know you know you know what i mean obviously yeah i need i it's at this point it's not even for airflow it's not even for circulation or it's not even to keep me cool at this point it's just exclusively for the sound (laughs) I need to have a fan on while I'm sleeping and my head's probably normally somewhere between one and four feet from the fan um, because it's right next to my bed. Uh, And I know there's a lot of people like that that just need some sort of sound while they're sleeping. I I definitely need it until I fall asleep. I'm I'm a heavy sleeper, so I'll usually sleep right through anyway. So once I'm asleep, it doesn't matter. But I need to have some kind of radio music or podcast, something going until I fall asleep. I can't fall asleep to absolute silence. Oh, GC, that's something I couldn't do. At one point, I did try to fall asleep listening to music a lot when I was a teenager, but I found that it actually makes it harder for me to sleep. Uh, music makes it hard because my brain wants to pay attention to the lyrics. I'm definitely not like podcasts or movies or TV or anything like that where there's talking because my brain will pay attention to the conversation no matter what's going on. So I, well, I, need, like, that's, like, I, I have to watch if, if it's really, you know, like it can't, it can't always be metal because then I'll get into it and I'll, and, then right. I'm, and then I'm energized. And depending on the podcast subject, right? So if it's, or even if sometimes it's ones I've heard before or something, then that's okay. Mm. That kind of thing. Or if it's more of a talk, a talk radio kind of thing, everybody's, no one is really amped up, 
you know, like a, a true crime one or something like that. Nobody's really amped up because then that's weird. So it's if it's right, enough you don't want people kind of speaking, yeah. <laughs> if it's just an account, like I can't listen to Conan O'Brien's podcast because I'm laughing and I'm awake. Because right, right, exactly. The funniest man on the planet to me. So you know, <laughs> so I can't, I can't do that podcast. But so I have to watch. Depending on what it is, I will accidentally get into one and go, oh crap that episode just ended and I'm still not asleep, but uh, it doesn't happen often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For, for me, it's fan. It's a fan for white noise and it's yeah. funny. Uh, I don't know if it's just because um, the tone is different or because like a cell phone isn't really super loud, but I've tried like cell phone sounds to help to sleep by and even ones that were fan, but and it, you need, I need an actual fan or something about it. I need to, so I've had oh, okay. the same fan. I've been I've had the same fan that I've been you know using for sound uh, white noise for ten, eleven, twelve years, something like that. So right. uh, I've got my money out of it, if nothing else. <laughs> but yeah, and now one, and now here. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say one thing I have been doing is all, uh, cropping up all, a lot. I see on YouTube is like these lo-fi uh, kind of music things where it's just not necessarily electronic music, but it's like there's no there's no lyrics and it's just steady kind of really not intrusive beat kind of music. And uh, so kind of like if, mood, I, mood if, if, if I'm reading, I'll throw that on uh, for the background because it's, uh. it's not really intrusive or any kind of way. There's no lyrics to distract you. And it's really, and they just have some image on there that's barely animated. Like maybe it's like somebody who's turning a page, reading a book or something like it's just right, really, right. But all these different places seem to kind of have it. And, and actually, it looks like the animation style is the same. So I don't know if there's a company that's putting out this kind of animation. And then whoever's channel it is, it's they're, they're creating the music to put this just non, not intrus, non-intrusive, uh, just kind of, they call it lo-fi beats or whatever, the one I come across every now and again. But if I'm going to read for a while, I'll do that because then it's too quiet. I can't have silence. Right, right. Yeah, speaking of the sleeping thing, this last week has not been going great for me. Uh, I finally got my CPAP machine. Uh, I've never had yeah. one. The They rec- they diagnosed me with mild uh, sleep apnea. I think we had talked about that before, and uh, which I am not 100% sure is accurate. I They put they did one of those tests with me where they put a mask on me, you know, sent, sent me home with a machine, had me wear it for a night, and then bring it back, and they read the results. And I think right. I might have skewed it a little bit because for the only way I could uh, get comfortable with that mask on was with my head propped up in an angle that I'm not normally at. I, like I used an extra pillow. And I feel like that might have caused sleep apnea that I don't normally have. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, yeah, and, and that's pertinent because I'm having a hell of a time trying to wear this mask. And it's getting yeah. harder for me to get motivated about it because I kind of think I don't need it. Uh like at this point, uh, I've only been able to wear it for maybe an hour or so before I finally get fed up with it and take it off and try it and go to sleep. I haven't been able yeah. to fall asleep with it yet. Um, so I've been going back and forth with the company that uh, supplied it to me because apparently I need to wear it a certain amount, otherwise insurance won't cover it. So oh, I'm geez. telling them that. Right. So I'm telling them that I was like, yeah, you might want to come get this because I don't want to get charged a shitload for it because I don't think I'm going to be able to use it. Yeah. So they they've. And, and, and it records everything. It's got an SD card in it for that. And they want me to send them the SD card uh, so they can see what's been going on with it before they just come and get it. Cause I'm, the first month's a done deal regardless, I guess. 
Um, oh, okay, yeah. So they they they're they're going to want to try like a different mask, and there's a whole bunch of different mask styles, and possibly that'll help. The one that I have right now covers both my mouth and my nose because I I breathe through my mouth sometimes because I have sinus issues. Right. They have they have versions that just cover your nose and leave your mouth open. Uh, they have one, but for the ones that cover your mouth and nose, there's two different uh, styles. Um, we're we'll gonna take a break with this for just for a second because oh, someone's trying to call in. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, if anyone wants to call in, that's awesome. But you're you'll have better luck trying to catch us in between subjects. <laughs> but anyways, uh, they have the they of the masks that cover both your mouth and nose. They have one that covers your nose and then a diff, uh, you know, like as in like you would probably think of a, for a traditional mask, covers all of your nose and down to the bottom of your mouth. The one I'm using butts up against the bottom of your nose so it doesn't actually cover your nose it fits up against the bottom of it and then covers your oh, mouth and right. it's not a it's not a great feel for me it feels like someone's pressing up against my nose trying to smother me uh yeah so and that, relax and go to sleep with that on you know right right as opposed to one that was just over my nose which i didn't pick because it felt like it was pinching the top of it but i think in retrospect mm. it was a better idea uh the reason it's an issue for me is and I'm, for people that are familiar with the cpap machine this is you know stuff you already know but for people that aren't uh it works by creating positive air pressure to try to keep your air, your air passages open uh and the way it does that is basically by blowing air into this mask uh, which is fine when you breathe in the problem being when you breathe out it feels like someone's got their fucking hand over your face you know because because there's resistance because there's air blowing in while you're trying oh, to blow yeah, out of course so yeah, so yeah. It, like i said it feels like there's someone over your face trying to smother you uh, and since it's also buttoned up against my nose pretty good like that, it, it just excalibrates that feeling. So I'm hoping the version of it that goes over the nose up, instead of up against it won't have that feeling to it quite as much. Uh, yeah. The problem being, I don't know if that would be more helpful or if it would be more helpful for me to have the style that doesn't cover my mouth and just butts up against my nose. That would still give me the same feeling against my nose, but the ability to open and breathe through my mouth without having any kind of uh positive pressure blowing back out of it might uh make me feel more comfortable because basically i'm getting fucking claustrophobic and freaking out uh and if if i can't get over that then it doesn't matter whether i have a sleep apnea or not i'm not gonna be able to use the thing well that's yeah you're gonna have worse sleeps just trying to do or no sleep at all just trying to deal with that thing um because my mom had one for a while and it just covered her nose and it wasn't, uh, it wasn't around, um, her mouth at all, right. but, um, it, yeah, she can never get comfortable with it, but she's also, she'll toss and turn throughout the whole night. So there's no way for a stationary machine. <laughs> if somebody who's always going to the left side, going to the right side, going to the back kind of thing. So yeah like she didn't last long with it at all because she doesn't sit she's not still when she's asleep she's always moving so right and i have that same issue i start off on my back and end up from switch from side to side as i fall into deeper yeah. sleep or at least try to um yeah and the, the mask they give you supposedly looks like it'd be okay for that because the the uh hose actually goes to something on the top of your head um and then what and then oh, wow. that has a that has a swivel on it so supposedly you know it, it would stay out of your way as you move back and forth um, but, uh, yeah, I'm not sure if any of it's going to work for me. Uh, cause I, I am very active in my sleep. Yeah. Um, 
I fall asleep right away, mostly because I take drugs for it. But uh, then I just wake up over and over and over again. And normally, I'll whenever I wake up, I'll get up and go use the bathroom. Now, using the bathroom is not why I woke up. It's not like I had to pee and it so bad it woke me up. But I'll wake up and go, ah, I kind of maybe have to pee a little bit, so I'll go anyways. So right. that's going to make it even um, more even harder to use the entire use the entire mass thing because you know, i'm gonna have to take it off put it on take it off put it on it's different versions of it have like magnetic straps and things like that to make it easier to get off and on but it's still going to be an issue so i'm uh i'm not sure if it's gonna work for me to be honest with you yeah and by then you're awake if you're uh you know basically taking armor off your face and putting it back on all that. <laughs> right exactly <laughs> <laughs> Oh, geez. Yeah. So yeah, luckily I don't really have any of that. Not yet. Anyway. I mean, I'm middle-aged now, so who knows? I could be lucky enough. Yeah. Yeah. And do that shit, that, that shit hits you quickly. Um, one second, we got a call coming in let's see, let's yeah. see how entertaining this will be. <laughs> okay. Yes. No, maybe. Oh, hello caller. What can I do for you today? Well, 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 path of J. <laughs> well, hello there. How you doing, boss? We we meet again, my friend. We do meet again. Yes, that is correct. What do you got for me today? Hey, listen. We've been following you and your adventures on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're finding your uh, stories about the CPAP incredibly entertaining. <laughs> well, that's surprising. I figured it'd be kind of boring. But, but you know, if you guys are entertained by it, that makes me very happy. Because as you guys know, I live to entertain others. Now, uh, I might say it's a reach telling uh, a world champion MMA fighter, Daniel Cormier, to do better in life being Path of J. So you might want to watch <laughs> that going forward. Uh, did, you catch, did you catch that? That's good. <laughs> well, I mean, you see, I mean, you see where it's coming from. I mean, I'm very disappointed in the guy. He spent like the last several years dogging uh, Jones for uh, being a cheat and then admits that he was a cheat as well i mean you don't see how hypocritical that is it's, in, it's incredibly hypocritical um have you been keeping up with the exploits of your former co-host ardoss c by any chance no i have not i haven't had any communication with him although i do wish him well would. it it turns out he has moved to florida and become a struggle rapper he now has a crew of of like other nerdy boomer rappers and they're called uh white collar rhymes and he actually does a podcast where he makes fun of shitty rappers. That's, that's very ironic, actually. Oh, so it, you're serious? It's incredibly <laughs> ironic. It's incredibly <laughs> ironic. And on top of that, mm-hmm. this fat delusional retard actually has a bandana of himself that he wears. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I'll have to look that up at some point or another. Uh, anyway, Path of J, look, buddy, I just want to say, after all the time and the years and the horrible treatment I've given you on the internet, I, uh, I hold no ill feelings towards you. I had them take down that horrible fart curtain thread. Idiots spawned them <laughs> off after that. But um, look, buddy, I just wish you the best, and I hope you will, and I wish this podcast success. Well, thank you, dude. I appreciate you calling it. You know, it's all water on the bridge, my friend. Awesome, big guy. Enjoy your afternoons. All right, thanks, boss. You have a good one, man. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh, I want to read that thread. Damn. Oh, yeah, you probably do, actually. <laughs> I, I had hurt feelings for a little while, but it ended up being pretty funny that when uh, everything's said and done. Oh, oh, looks, we have a, 
and looking at the chat box, I see uh, we have a request for me to update uh, my steroid use, which, by the way, yes, oh. I use steroids. Yeah, that's right, man. I'm a juice head. <laughs> okay, nice. that, that's actually not 100% accurate. Um, <clears throat> I do have a take testosterone treatment, and I highly recommend it for everybody under over the age of 40, male, obviously, to go get your testosterone checked because you'd be surprised, and it can make a really big difference in your life. Um, for those who don't know, don't know, uh, you're supposed to have obviously a certain amount of testosterone in your blood. Uh, yep. the number is ranges anywhere from like 250 to about 800 or so, depending on your age. Cause that, that's the reason it's such a big range is cause that's, they say that's for people between the age of 18 and 80. So as you get older, obviously you have less and less testosterone. Uh, however, you know, uh, it still should be at a certain point for a certain age, like us being in our forties, it probably should at least be in the five or 600 range possibly, or, or at least the 500 range. Um, yeah, yeah. I went, I went and got mine tested. It was about 300. So I was still in the acceptable range, but at the very low end of it. Uh, and I was able to convince a, a doctor to give me testosterone treatments. So every two weeks I, I stick out this big ass long needle in my, uh, upper leg and give myself a shot. There you go. Yeah. Oh, and it makes a huge difference. Um, unfortunately, I've had a fair amount of health issues since I've started doing it, so I haven't been able to like get really good workouts in. Although that's recently changed with my rowing machine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna I, say. Yeah, you were talking about that before. How that's um, was it? Uh, would you say it was better like for the full body thing because you're not you're not doing weights anymore. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. When I was doing weight, yeah. I, 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 I was happy with the results, but do weightlifting is a, a serious struggle. Uh, yeah. especially for someone with my build, I'm not really designed to lift weights. So and, I didn't and get well, the, it's, the, it's the, taxing on the limbs anyway, just, yeah, even, yeah. you know, if you're doing it properly and correctly, all that kind of thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, well, it's, I was it's, lucky it's, enough it's to have, a taxing exercise. One of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I was lucky enough to have lots of advice from lots of knowledgeable people. Uh, and I, I kept up with my routine pretty good, but there's only so much you can do when you're not even eating the calories that you really should. I have a lot of trouble getting, uh, the correct calories into me for those that uh, are listening that don't know me. Uh, I'm six, seven, so <laughs> I'm a little yeah. on the taller side, which is, which I don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to complain about being six, seven, being tall is not uh, awesome. But honestly speaking, if you don't play basketball, about the only thing it's good for is reaching the top shelf at the grocery store. Other than that, it's mostly a mostly a life of clothes not fitting and hitting your head on things. Um, yep. But but so but it's not a really good frame for like bodybuilding and lifting weights and stuff. And rowing is I've only been doing it for a couple of weeks, but so far it's fucking awesome. Uh, I've been nice. doing 20, 20 or thirty minute workouts and like with the with the turn fairly down low because I don't want to like you know kill myself the first couple of weeks. I want to get into the rhythm of it before I actually go good at it. And yep. I mean, I've, ne I've never had workouts go this quick. I'll bl you know I'll be working out and I'll blink and it's twenty or thirty minutes gone. Uh, oh, which that's for, nice. Yeah, which for cardio is you know not how it normally is at all. Weightlifting always you know, cardio is boring by. as hell. <laughs> right. Well, weightlifting always went by fairly quick because, you know, I, right. I wanted to do it for an hour and there was always all these lifts that I wanted to get into and you had to give yourself a certain amount of rest periods in between. So working out the, uh, for lifting weights, the hour went by pretty quick. because I was trying to squeeze a whole bunch of shit in when you're doing yeah. car cardio, every minute lasts a fucking eternity. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I'll do, um, cause I'll, I'll cycle. And then I also go through a lot of, um, actually the, the DDP yoga stuff. Um, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I, and I still I'll do, do a lot of that. Yeah. 
I still use DDP yoga. I don't do the workouts anymore because because um, I moved on to different things like the weightlifting and all that good stuff. Uh, but I still use at least a half a dozen of the different stretches that that uh, I've learned doing DDP yoga, and not just yeah. for the workouts on like everyday things. When I get up in the morning, uh, I do before I do any kind of workout or anything. Almost basically, I get up, I'll take a shit, and then I'll do some stretches. About five or t- about yeah. five minutes or so of stretches that I learned from the from DDP, like diamond cutters and you know uh, stiff legged barbacks and you know. Uh, yep. different twists yep. and shit and then before i go to bed i do the exact same thing again because i've noticed you know sometimes i'll cramp shit up in the night if i'm not loose enough uh and it's made a yeah. huge difference i i don't really i mean i still have minor like twinges and shit in my back but i haven't had any major issues knocking wood since i did, started doing that on a regular basis yeah I'm, I'm bad for not doing some simple stuff at night before i go to bed because i'm like oh shit i gotta go to bed and then i just run to bed but um yeah for the morning it's 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 just part of, you know, waking everything up and then start your day. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's a it's good habit. Good. Once you get into it, it's an easy habit. But for me, it's once I'm in a rut or have a good habit, then I'll keep it for years. But it takes me a while to get into it. But once yeah, I'm there, oh yeah, yeah, and that's the same for most people. It, it always yeah. it bothered me when people would get three or four weeks into a workout and then quit. I'm like, dude, yeah. you're past the hardest part. It's 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 the getting into a, you know, and, and that's two different things. Not only after three or four weeks have you started to get into the habit of working out. After three or four weeks, you really passed the the hardest part of it, where everything fucking hurts because you hadn't worked out before yep. and your muscles aren't used to that shit. It takes a bare minimum three or four weeks to get past that most of the time. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right at the beginning. That's yeah. Yeah, and that's one of the things that one of the reasons I've been really happy about uh, the uh, rowing thing. Now, granted, I, I started off really low, you know, like one, two, three, and it's got fourteen settings, and, you know, and I'm up to four <laughs> after two oh, weeks because because I, I knew that I was going to be, you know, despite the fact that I've done things to try to keep in shape like push ups and before I was doing rowing, I was my my workout regiment was push ups, sit ups, and air squats. So not a ton, but just just enough to try to keep active a little bit. So I knew moving to the rowing machine, there's going to be all kinds of muscles that I was using that I wasn't used to. So, and I was surprised by how little pain I've had. I had some tension about my upper back, my neck area uh, for the first week or so. And, but that's pretty much all went away. And now, you know, I just feel tired after workout. And the next day I'm normal sore as opposed to, oh my God, I fucked myself up sore. Yeah. Yeah. There's a big, of course. And you'll, you'll know it when you feel it, the big difference of sore because your those muscles have been, are regularly active now when they usually aren't versus no you've heard something <laughs> you need to lie down right right and, then I, and as we yeah. talked about last time the nice thing about the rowing machine is since it covers so many muscle groups on, on my off days all i do is push-ups and like some stretches and stuff again because right. uh, from all the reports i've read push-ups cover all the rest of the muscles that you need so i'm not going to get all oh, big and go. bulky like i was hoping for with weightlifting but re- realistically speaking i didn't get that big and bulky with weightlifting <laughs> so it's yeah. just not a body type that i'm going to end up at so i, I need after 49 years i just have to kind of admit it well yeah and that's just it so you have to just figure out what your target is for what you want to do and then appropriately get the equipment or routine that'll serve that so sounds like that's what right you're doing exactly yeah, yeah yeah 
Uh, someone asked me, aren't I coming up on four months of days off soon? No, no, I don't get four months off. I get about 10 weeks, which is a lot, obviously. But yeah, that's, that's not good. that's that's not four months. Yeah, yeah, it's a country club. It's closed in the winter. So, you know, you get that time off instead, well, which is not bad if you know it's coming. But, it, it, you know, uh, to be honest with you, nowadays, I, I'd rather just work it the entire time. For years, it was nice to have it off in the winter because it's a pain in the ass to try to get anywhere in the winter. You know, fucking driving the snow sucks ass. I'm sure you're aware. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, luckily, now I'm about a less than 10 minute walk away from where I work. So oh, that, my, that that worked out. I know. Yeah, that's right? what, that was pretty nice. Yeah. I mean, mine's not fucking that horrible. Nice. My, my, my commute, 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 my, my commute is anywhere from like 35 to 45 minutes, depending on the traffic is. That's assuming there's not something crazy going on. My record was two and a half hours. And that, that oh. sucked ass. <laughs> two and a half hours i, I, I did that when when i was in yeah i did that when i was in school because either i lived in toronto and went to school outside of toronto or i lived outside of toronto and went to school in toronto i could never do both at the same time i don't know why i hate myself i suppose at that time but uh so i always had some kind of and i would just be using public transit right so i always had at least an hour and a half and either fighting with you know toronto traffic at some point could get a delay or the bus line decides no we're stopping at this stop get on the next bus you know or they they cut short the line all of a sudden they short turn the line i'm like what why no i'm i'm four stops away you bastard but yeah no. so yeah happens. yeah yeah I'm not, I'm not really familiar with any of that i've never done much in the way of public transport i wrote, wrote a bus once or twice when i was uh, going to a trade school and didn't have a car and needed to get to school but for the most part i can oh, find yeah. rides and it's you know i live in the detroit area uh if nothing else uh growing up it was really easy to get a cheap car uh by the time i was 30 i think i'd own somewhere in the range of 18 to 20 cars yeah <laughs> because I, I would literally i would literally spend like 400 to 800 dollars on a car own it for six months to a year and then it you know and then fucking get a different one because that one was broken and not worth repairing uh, right. but i ended up I, I ended up a whole bunch of interesting cars but none of them were like in amazing shape uh, like for example, I had a 1976, uh, Toyota Celica GT, uh, which is oh, a wow. fucking awesome car. Oh, it's, it'd actually be worth a shitload of money if I, if, if I had it and it was in good condition. Uh, right. it wasn't in good, good condition when I had it back in the nineties. It, it, it looked like something out of Mad Max, like the, the, uh, the paint was all faded and it had different dings and stuff in it. It, it looked, it really looked like something that had been sitting in the desert for 30 years or some shit like that. But I love that fucking thing. It looked like a little miniature Mach 1. If you're familiar with like the 69, 1970 Mustang Mach 1s, it looked yeah. like one of those that someone had just squinched together and made smaller because uh, Toyota had no issues with like basically ripping off someone else's design. No, it's Toyota. They're fine with it. <laughs> as long as they were getting sued, they're okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but the, you know, I, I had cars like that. I had an 88 Jeep Comanche, which is a Jeep uh, pickup truck. People think like the Gladiator's a new thing, but they had, uh, Jeep had pickup trucks back uh, in the 80s. I had an 88 uh, Jeep Comanche. Oh, okay. That was a fucking yeah. amazing truck. Uh, that one I actually bought off my stepdad. Uh, he had it and put like 160,000 miles on it. I bought it off of him for, I think, $800 and put another fifty or 60,000 miles on it. And then I sold it to a buddy of mine that took it down south with him. As far as I know, it's still driving around with a couple of hound dogs in the back. Because <laughs> that fucking oh, thing would not, would, would not quit. It was a great nice. car. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah no the ones now they're they don't last at all um but yeah in in toronto it was stupid to own a car even outside of toronto as well it because you could have you know your car payments insurance and all that kind of stuff gas and then parking like parking was in some places almost as as much as a car payment so it was just stupid to own one so i mean you definitely got what you paid for with public transit but it was so much more cheaper than having to deal with car ownership so right right so have you had i'm saying when so have you so you don't have a long history of cars and you don't have didn't, did you have any cool ones no none none none, none at all <laughs> no so, so you've owned cars though right uh no uh i've uh i've no i've, I've never owned a car i've been in wow. enough with friends and all that kind of stuff i got my appreciation that way and i got I, you know i can drive and everything like that but uh no i've i've avoided it so wow i, I only see it as a money pit <laughs> <laughs> oh no don't don't get me wrong they are expensive holy shit yeah especially yeah, my, now uh... gas nowadays i mean it's it doesn't matter because i live 10 minutes less than 10 minutes away from my work anyhow but i couldn't imagine uh what 30 percent of my paycheck going to gas <laughs> oh mine mine's not too terribly bad because uh i have a smaller vehicle i have a trailblazer it's uh it's it's an suv but it's a pretty small suv i literally get like 29 or 30 miles to the gallon and, and i don't even drive on the highway that's all city miles I know you guys oh, use okay. kilometers instead of miles to the gallon. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, I spend like, and I, I go through about five gallons of gas a week to give you an idea. Sometimes I know prices are different everywhere and all that good stuff. Of course, you don't use yeah. gallons, you use fucking liters. So, <laughs> God damn it. Oh, yeah. That's, that's fine. <laughs> I, I, feel like, I feel like we can't have a conversation about it. <laughs> I, I know, know enough where I know that's, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so it's it's not it's not too bad I, uh for me it's like twenty dollars a week um so oh, okay. I, yeah, I know so that's not yeah, yeah no i know a lot, i know a lot of people have it worse as far as the gas situation goes like my fucking wife who who, brought, who uh went to the car lot i you know i sh i was like look you're an adult you can take care of this yourself you don't need me right we've just spent the last couple of years building up your credit so it's time for you you to go get your own vehicle instead of having one under my name because it, it helps my credit rating because i don't have as much credit on my fucking you know uh on my you know i don't have as much money out in my name for, as far as credit goes and she needs to have stuff on hers because she had shitty credit up until a couple of years ago I, I made her get a credit card and start buying shit so I, oh, right. for, I, well, I like to think for a decent reason because if i ever fucking die she's gonna need her own credit yeah right yep. now she doesn't need her own credit because i buy everything but you know fucking i've had health issues in the past i almost died and all that good stuff so it behooves her to have her own credit so now she does yep. So I sent her off to the car lot. To, uh, I have a friend who's a uh, uh, works at a dealership. He gets us all of our cars. Always helps us out. Make sure we get the best deal. She was going to get a Chevy Spark, which I thought was a poor idea because I, I, from my understanding, it's a shitty car. But she thought it was a cute little car, so that's what she was going for. Okay. She came home with a Chevy Silverado. Oh damn! Yeah, well, she got upsold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she. <laughs> Well, oh, I didn't want her to get the spark because I thought it was a piece of crap, which is basically what, you know, the uh, salesperson told her as well. He's, and she, he was like, you know, I haven't yeah. sold one of those in two years. She goes, really? You know, he goes, I'll put you in anything you want, but, but please don't make me get you a Chevy spark. I go, I, he goes, I'll feel bad about doing it. They have horrible crash yeah. ratings in the sand, the other, yada, yada, yada. So I figured she'd end up with one. 
Yeah, I thought she'd end up with like an Equinox, which is what she had last time, or something like that. Okay. She, she comes Even like one of those Chevy Cruises or something like that. That's oh, just whoa, simple man. sedan. Oh, back off the uh, microphone just a little bit, sir. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, right, even, uh, there you go. even like uh, the Chevy Cruze or something like that, those were simple enough sedans. Right, right, exactly. But uh, yeah, yeah um, it's so, yeah, the Chevy Silverado is way, way, way overkill. And she she loves it, but, you know, she realizes now about a year year to year and a half later that it was probably not what we needed because, like, the second she bought it, gas prices started going through the roof. So, oh, yeah. But what are you gonna do? I try not to give her any crap about it. We got it. We got a decent no. deal on it because she had a lot of equity in her uh, Equinox. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with leasing since you don't own any vehicles. But whenever you lease a vehicle, at the end of the lease, you have the option to buy that vehicle, and yep. Uh, yep. and you, the price the price is set when you do the lease. Well, in the three years that she had her Equinox, the, the used car the used car market went nutty. So, like so literally you could sell what we did was we bought the car at the end of the lease and immediately sold it to the car dealership so we owned it for like 45 seconds and we made like three thousand dollars doing it because they were willing to give us three thousand dollars more than what we were going to pay for it because it's worth even more than that to them so we had an extra three thousand dollars to put down on the silverado lease which is the only reason it's affordable because fucking trucks are expensive my friend yeah they definitely are um uh, almost everybody has a truck out here and i have no idea how but um yeah there's a lot of trucks on cape Breton island in nova scotia uh, and i don't know how yeah, a, they're popular right. some people i can understand it's part of their business they need it for their work and it's a tax write-off all this good stuff um, yeah but for the average person it's basically it's a waste we don't need it yeah <laughs> she'd yeah. be better no, off i mean there's there, there's a, a few retirees i know that have pickup trucks I'm like why <laughs> what oh, <yeah>. for <laughs> you're I mean, not living often, on a farm <laughs> no how often you're really gonna need something you know especially for retirees it's not like you're gonna you need to move your couch or something like that you're you're set you don't need something no. like that i don't and know i mean they're over they are 60 cool. you're, you're not moving the couch in the first place why, why do you have the truck <laughs> right don't get me wrong they are cool uh yeah, sure. I, I yeah. can I can appreciate uh, a good truck. Although once they get jacked up after a certain point, I start to wonder about the person. <laughs> like when you see something like oh, that's jacked up like a foot and a half in the air, gigantic tires on it. I just want to go. Oh, sorry about your penis, dude. <laughs> Especially ones that are so high, you have to have those little steps that extend yeah. when they open the door just to get into the thing. It's like, yeah, what I got to do rock climbing to get into your truck is dumb. <laughs> yeah. So. That's it always cracks me up when you see like, you know, this five foot two chick that's got to, that's got to have an actual step ladder to get into her truck. She's like, I'm a badass too. I'm like, you go girl. Okay. Sure. Can you see over the steering wheel? I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, and that's actually a problem for people. I, as you know, I work at a country club. And so I know more than my fair share of old people. Uh, and there's, some of them, a lot of them end up not driving anymore because they have medical concerns, but there's a couple of them that aren't driving anymore because they shrank so much they can't see over the fucking wheel. And I'm not even joking. You know, these are people wow. in their people in their 90s at this point who, God help us, yeah. shouldn't have been driving for the last 10 years anyways. But they've yeah. finally shrank to the point where they can't see over the steering wheel. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a reason there should be retesting for just 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 test the height. Just the height alone. Forget if they can still parallel park. Yeah. Just, just the height. <laughs> yeah, and height, heights. Yeah, heights. The thing. Uh, I was uh, talking with the valet at my, where I work, and they just hired someone who was six eight. I'm like, oh shit, dude, they're not gonna last long. He's like, what do you mean? I go, dude, 
you don't let them move their chair, move the seats when when you valet because you know because because yeah. uh, uh, otherwise you know the, the members get upset if you move their shit so you have to leave it there and just deal with it i go i wouldn't be able to fucking do that job and he's taller than me and he's yeah. also a lot bigger guy. He's, I guess he's from Nigeria. The, the guy, he said he was like 6'8", about 260. I'm like, yeah, that's a big dude. So, yeah, oh, wow. he's not yeah. – I, I I still haven't actually seen him doing the job. But he, say, he said they said he got hired like three or four days ago. So he might be gone already. Uh, but, yeah, I, I can't like do see that. somebody roll up in a Chevy Spark and see how he deals with that. Yeah, Chevy Spark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I got – I got a lot of my dreams shattered about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the valet was really slammed. There was an event going on, and I guess the valet was sh- uh, short-staffed. So the manager actually ran out. And while he isn't going to park the cars for insurance reasons, he will move yeah. help them move it like, farther along in the circle driveway. Like He'll get it and then drive it like halfway down the circle driveway and park it on the side. One of the valets right. will run and get to it when they get a chance. Uh, and he got into a Porsche for the first time. You know, uh, so he comes back. He goes, oh, that's interesting. I've never been in a Porsche before. Like, how was it? He goes, oh, it fucking sucked. <laughs> he goes, it's super duper cramped. It was really hard to get into. He looks at me, he goes, yeah. you can't even drive it. You know, because uh, yeah. this guy's, I think, about six foot, maybe six one. He goes, yeah, it's super cramped. You wouldn't ever be able to drive it. It's, you, you'll never drive a Porsche, Jay. I'm like, oh, you know, yeah. you're bumming me the fuck out. I mean, who doesn't <laughs> want to own a Porsche? It's one of the dreams that you think of, you know, Porsche, Lamborghini, huh? uh, you yeah. know, Ferrari. And, you know, I, I just have to open that my off dream. the list. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there you go. No, no Porsche for me. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. All right. If I look, if look I don't like the, the prices of sedans, there's no way I'm getting a Porsche, so I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> once again, that's that's a rich person thing, really. There's no there's no there's hard to justify spending somewhere between eighty to half a million dollars on a car that will definitely not be your year round car. I mean, it's hard to justify that even if it is your year round car. But fucking, exactly. so you you have to have you have to have a lot of money for that. And the people at the club do have a lot of money, so good for them. Yeah, All right. That looks like about a, a show for me. You get, did you have everything uh, you wanted to cover before we got out of here? Yeah, honestly, I didn't think we had anything. We did pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if there's one thing I can do, it's ramble on about fucking nothing for a while. Yep. And me too, uh, apparently. So that's good. Apparently I think so. we'll do fine. Uh, all right. Well, uh, don't forget to join us next week when we, if we remember, we're going to do this all over again. Uh, I want to yep. thank everyone who listened. I want to thank Colin for being an awesome co-host. I even want to thank the people dogging me on the chat box right now because at least you listened. I appreciate it. You guys have yourself a great night. See ya. And later for you.